Thank God that we got some grateful folk in the house. You can't really worship until the house comes full of grateful folk, folk, folk who know what God has done. You're ready to have church when you know what God has done. You, hey, yeah, hey, ah, yes, yes, yes. From the book of Jeremiah. Here we go again. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 12. Jeremiah chapter 12. These are the words that you'll find there. Righteous art thou, beginning with verse 1. Righteous art thou, O, o Lord, when I plead with thee, yet let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously. Thou hast planted them, yea, they have taken root, they grow, yea, they bring forth fruit. Thou art near to in their mouth, but far from their reins. But thou, O Lord, knowest me, thou hast seen me, tried mine heart toward thee pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter how long shall the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither for the wickedness of them that dwell therein the beasts are consumed and the birds because they said he shall not see our last in. Verse 5, if thou had run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how can thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest they weary thee, then how wilt thou, how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? Amen. I want for a few minutes you think with me on this thought. Shake it off and stay focused. Shake it off and stay focused. And in our hometown, in our high school, as in most high schools at that time, we went to a segregated high school. Our football team was number one in the state. Our coach was a man by the name of Elbert Cabell. Elbert, Elbert Cabell weighed about 300 pounds. 
Never saw him run. <laughs> he didn't look like an athlete. Yet he took his teams to state championships. I was never on the team. I never had enough discipline to play ball. <laughs> I, I wanted to play the way I wanted to play. But I, I was always close enough to the sideline to hear what Mr. Cabell would say to his team. And one of the things that I always remember hearing Coach Cabell yell out, he would always yell out to his teams, stay focused. You could hear him at any point in the game, especially when somebody has run a play on somebody. He would say to them, shake it off and stay focused. Somehow Coach Cabell knew that you will not win the game thinking about the last play. Whatever happened in the last play, whether it was good or bad, you've got to let that go. And you've got to look forward to the next play. You've got to learn how to shake it off. Shake it off and stay focused. And my brothers and my sisters, all of us in this life, we can be sidetracked so easily. So much going on in the world, so many people around us, so many things happening around us. If you're not careful, you, you will completely lose sight of what God has for you and find yourself drifting in some unknown place. How, how many people do you know, this is just a personal question, how many people do you know that care nothing about the Lord. How many people do you know that? I'm just in your circles where you work. How many people do you know that just really, they don't have a relationship with them, don't really care nothing about you talking about the Lord? You, you've seen them on your job. You go in on Monday morning, tomorrow they'll be laughing at you because you spent your weekend. In, in church, you leave on your way in your neighborhood. You drive out of your driveway on your way to church. They're cutting their grass. They think that you're losing your mind. You, you watch them on the television. They will say anything, do anything. And, and, and in their everyday dealings with other people, they're crafty, scheming, have no conscious at all. As a matter of fact, if you take your time and, and watch them, and you realize that these folk, many of them are downright wicked. Folk who have no heart, nor do they have any desire to please God in any shape, form, or fashion. If you know folk like that, if you know folk like that, then you will understand the dilemma that Jeremiah is in here. If you know folk that just act like they just don't care, act like they don't, don't really care anything about a relationship, then you can understand sort of where Jeremiah is in the text. This text, Jeremiah is approaching the Lord. But he's not approaching the Lord about the lost condition of the people around him. 
He's approaching the Lord. He's approaching the Lord, but he's not even approaching the Lord to pray for these folk. He's going before God. He's going before God. And, and, and the truth is, he's not even going before God to intercede on the behalf of these folk. As a matter of fact, he's really not approaching God about those folk at all. If you read the text, you read the text, he's approaching God concerning his judgment. He, he wants to talk to God about the way God does things. That's what he's doing. He's going to God. He's God, I got, got something I want to talk to you about. I need, to, I need you to help me understand your, your judgments. And, and, and let me just stop here to say that I'm glad that we serve a God that we can talk to. I wonder if I got a witness in the house. I'm glad that we serve a God that we can talk to about anything, anytime. Whatever is on our hearts, whatever is on our mind, you and I, we have the liberty to go to God and talk about it. Are y'all hearing me? Even, even if it's about him. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Even, even if it's a problem you're having with God, you can talk to God about it. As a matter of fact, He's the only one you can't talk to about it that can do it any good. Yeah, even if you have a problem with God, you can talk to God about it. Truth of the matter is, whether you tell him or not, he knows. Are y'all hearing me? Whether you tell him or not, he already knows. You might as well talk to him about it. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. And oh, what needless pain we bear, all because... We just don't carry everything to God in prayer. But Jeremiah, Jeremiah has a problem. He's, he's got a problem with God. And rather than sitting around sulking about it, rather than quitting the ministry, rather than going looking for another God, he took his concern straight to God. That makes sense, doesn't it? You got a problem with God, talk to God about it. And that really ain't a bad practice that we could practice it with each other. Yeah, yeah. If you got a problem with somebody, talk to them about it. We go talk to everybody else and never say a word to them. If there's a problem, my daddy used to always say, if it ain't worth talking to them about, it ain't worth talking about. Jeremiah, he's got this problem, and he goes talking to God about it. He took his concern to God, but we learned something about how you ought to approach God. You see, my brothers and sisters, you, you see, my brothers and sisters, you, 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 you see, no matter what your concern is or what concern we have with the Lord, we've always got to keep it in mind that, that he is God. Got to keep it in mind that the Lord, he is God. You got to keep it in mind that it's he that has made us and not we ourselves. We've got to remember that we are his people. Oh, oh don't just go to God any kind of way. You got to reverence him. You need to know that he is God. We are the sheep of his pasture. Yeah, There's a certain way you ought to approach somebody who got authority. 
I know we're out of that now. I know now we just don't, we just ought to do what we want to do. But, but the truth of the matter is whenever somebody has authority, you, you, you need to watch how you approach them. My earthly father, you couldn't approach him just any. I couldn't. I couldn't approach my earthly father just any. With my earthly father, it wasn't no yeah and no. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to recognize who he was. I had to recognize that he gave me life. It was yes, sir. I know that's old-fashioned, old-timey, but that's just who I am. You have to learn how to approach. There's got to be a way you approach authority. He, so he, he approaches him. He, he approaches him. Listen, Jeremiah, smooth approach. He smooths it. Goes to God and he says, righteous art thou. <laughs> he, he didn't just go to him and start complaining and start fussing. He goes to God and he opens up his conversation with right, righteous art thou. Let me get this out of the way, God. Let me get this out of the way. You are right. You are righteous. And nothing I say to you is going to change that. I know who you are. You are righteous. Even though, even though I am coming to you with my concerns, I know already that you will be righteous in your response. You hear what he's doing? He's going to God right. God, let me just acknowledge your righteousness. Let me just acknowledge that whatever you do is all right. Whatever you do is well, yeah, always. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, he, he wants to clear the air between him and God. God, you are right, always have been, always will be. Now, since we have established that, we've established that you're right in all you do. Yet, you're right. Yet, that means he's finna say something else. Yet, yet, I'd I, I like to talk to you. I'd like to talk to you about your judgments. You're right now. You're right. I'm not challenging. But I, I just want to debate you. I just want to talk with you about your judgments. Not, 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 not about any judgment that you've made, not that you made some wrong judgment, but I, what I want you to do, God, I want you to help me understand how you go about making your judgments. I ain't questioning anything you've done. I just want you to help me understand how it is and how you go about making your judgments. Now, here's my question, Lord. Here's my question. My question. Here's the question right here. Wherefore... Does the way of the wicked prosper? Just want to know. Don't start nothing. And you're right. You're righteous. But what I want to know, God, is this. Why are wicked folk prosperous? Don't want to start nothing. You God. But God, I, I just want you to help me understand. Why are evil folk happy? God, I, I just want you to help me understand. I, I just want to know, understand your judgments. 
Why are sinners successful? Y'all needn't sit there and look at me this morning like you ain't ever thought that. <laughs> Don't need you sitting there trying to act like you. That ain't ever crossed your mind. Well, it crossed your mind this morning. It, it, it crossed your mind this morning. You have to wonder sometimes. You look around and see folk who are making it. See folk doing well and you wonder, why in God, what, do you see that? Gemma here raises a question that I believe has been a thorn in the flesh of believers of every age. Why do wicked folk prosper? Why do wicked folk get along so well? You got you to gotta hear, hear from Jeremiah's vantage point. Lord, you called me to turn them around. It would be a lot easier to turn them around. It would be a lot easier to reel them in to, yeah, to your way of walking and to your righteousness if they were not doing so good where they were. Are y'all hearing me? You, you called me to turn them around and, and, and then let them have all that fun out there where they are. Why in the world would anybody turn around? Are y'all hearing me? Here's a question, my brothers and sisters. Here's a question that puts a spotlight on the equity of God. How can God allow evil men to flourish? How can God allow evil men to flourish while good men suffer? How, how can people who have schemed and plotted and ultimately destroyed this nation's economy, walk away with millions of dollars while people who work every day for an honest living find themselves trying to pay the bill. How can folk who made a mess sit back and criticize folk who are trying to clean it up. Why do wicked folk prosper? It's a perplexing question. It's always been around. There's no new question. Job raised the question. Job 21, Job wanted to know, God, why, 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 why? Everybody else, the wicked, the wicked folk, they, they ain't having no problems. What's, what's up with that? The psalmist raised the question. Yeah, the psalmist in his writing, he, he said, he said, he said, you know what? I almost slipped. It almost made me, I, I almost turned this thing. I just almost gave it up when I looked and saw wicked folk getting along better than, than, than me. All through the Bible, this question keeps coming up. And if you're honest here this morning, uh, it has crossed your mind a time or two. Why do wicked folk? Why do they get along so well? Why are they prospering? People on your job with no scruples will do anything, say anything, lie, backbite, and they get the promotions. While you're the one that trained them and you're in the same place. Why do the wicked prosper? Oh, yeah, you wondered. 
you wonder, drug dealers driving by you in your dream car <laughs> while you waiting on the bus or your Uber driver. Oh, yeah, you wondered, you, you wondered, why do wicked folk prosper? But note now, note now that Jeremiah didn't, didn't let it build up and walk around with an attitude. He talked to God about it. Just taught somebody something right there. He, he, didn't, he, 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 didn't, he didn't walk around with an attitude, mad at the whole world. He got on his knees, talked to God about it. There, there are a lot of folk who have become bitter and have developed nasty dispositions because they feel deep down within that God is being unfair. There are some people who are so mean that you can't approach them because down in their hearts they believe that God is playing favorites. The problem is they talk to everybody about it but God. Jeremiah took it to the Lord, took the Lord, and he's saying, Lord, just help me understand it. Just help me understand it. If you're, if you're doing it, I, I, know, I know that it has to be just, and I know it has to be right. If you're doing it, I just need you to help me understand why. Teach me your ways. Listen. Listen to his reasoning. Listen to his reasoning. Verse 1. Why do the wicked prosper? Why do the wicked prosper? Why do you allow wicked folk to be happy in their wickedness? Why do you allow them to, to, to get happy, be happy and enjoy their wickedness? Verse 2, you have planted them. They have taken root. It's almost like he's blaming God. It's almost like God, he's saying, God, they couldn't do it if it wasn't for you. And that's true. <laughs> it's almost like he's blaming God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, God, you have planted them and they have taken root. They grow and they, they bear fruit. I watch them. I watch them. They bear fruit. They are fruitful. They got plenty of stuff. Wicked folk got plenty of stuff. God, I've been watching them. I watch them. And, and while you are on their lips. You are far from their reins. Y'all hear me? They talk about you. They call your name. Are y'all here? In other words, he's saying they talk about you. They got their name, your name on their lips, but they ain't going to do nothing you say. Are y'all hearing this? They, they talk about you. And, and let, me share, let me share this with you this morning. Don't, don't be fooled by how folk talk. Don't be fooled because somebody got the name of God on their lips. See, my brothers and my sisters, it's possible to have the name of God on your lips and his love and his spirit totally absent from your life. But then Jeremiah begins to draw a contrast. He begins to draw a contrast. He says, now, here's the part I'm really struggling with, God. He says, uh, they prosper, but now you know me. Look at verse 3. He said, you know me. You, 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 you know me, Lord. You know me. You know my trials. You know about my heartaches. You know all the pain I've been going through. But 
but, 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 but you also know that in all of my suffering, I have not allowed anything to turn me around. You know me. You know I've been faithful. You know that I've been out here on the battlefield. I've never allowed anything to draw me away from you. Jeremiah's trying to make his point clear. He says, I'm, I'm sold out to you. I'm committed to walking your will and to walk your way. I do what I can say. Yeah, I do what I can do. I, I want to do everything that it is you say. And, and although I'm trying to do every bit of it, I find myself struggling. I find myself sometimes barely getting by. I, I've been lied on. I've been cheated. I've been talked about. God, I just want to know what's up with that. Why do wicked folk prosper? And I, I, I seem like I'm at the bottom of the bed. Jeremiah is not complaining about his struggle, but he's wondering why the wicked seem to be delivered from the same struggle. That's what he's wondering. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't that I, I'm not complaining about having to go through stuff. I'm not complaining. But God, I just wonder why they don't have to go through some of this. Just wonder why they are being delivered from the same struggles that I go through every day. I wonder why, they, yeah, they, they seem struggle-free. This is what I want to see, God. This, this, to me, it seemed like this would be what was fair. He said, I want you to pull them out. Pull them out and pre prepare them like sheep for the slaughter. Aren't you glad that God is God and we ain't God? He says, I, I, I want you to pull them out. I, I want to see them suffer. I, 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 I want, I, God, I want you, I want to see them set for slaughter. I, you see, it, 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 it ain't enough for us to just trust God and know that God is going to do the right thing. We want to see it. Isn't it? That, that's part of our problem is that, yeah, yeah, we, 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 yeah I, I know, you know, God, God's, you know, he's in charge and God's going to work it out. We know all that, but God, I want to I see it. I, I want to see that joker get what's coming to him. You hear me? Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Y'all don't, don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremiah, up to this point, he's laying his concerns before the Lord, but then in verse 5, see, you can't talk to God but so long before God start talking. He talks to God, and in verse 5, God begins to respond. We don't, we don't have time to deal with the whole response, but let me just give you the gist of it. The gist of what he says to Jeremiah, the gist of what he's saying to Jeremiah is, Jeremiah, you need to shake it off and, and, and refocus. Jeremiah, you need to shake it off and refocus. Now, now look, look, look at it. Says Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, let, let, me, let me say this to you. He says, if you have run with footmen, and they have wearied you. How then are you going to run with horses? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeremiah, if you're having trouble and you raising sand about not being able to keep up with footmen, what are you going to do when the horses show up? 
Let me, let me share with you how warfare used to be in the Bible. What Bible times. In the Bible time, when the, enemy would, when the enemy would show up, the enemy would never send his heavy artillery in first. The enemy, first of all, would send in footmen. They would, they would attack you with the people, just some folk on foot, with some sticks and whatever they could grab. They would run in and they would attack you. Now, those folk running there with sticks and bottles and whatever they had to fight with, they knew they weren't going to win. They knew it. They, they knew it. They knew it. But their job was not to win. Their job was to weigh you down. Y'all ain't hearing me. That their job was to weigh you down that, so that when the horsemen came, so, so that when the real fight started, you, you had already, are y'all hearing me? And so many of us, my brothers and my sisters, we call ourselves ready for spiritual warfare, but by the time the war works out, by the time the war breaks out, you and I, we done fooled around and let the footmen weigh us out. Are y'all hearing me? You see, most of the stuff that we complain about, most of the stuff that we fuss about, most of the stuff that we come talking to each other about, footmen. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, I, you know, I, I really wish, I, I would really love it if somebody could come and sit down with me and, and talk to me about some spiritual problem that they're having, that I'm having a problem understanding the word this and that word that, but no, folk don't talk to me about that. When they come to me, they won't talk about the other footmen. Are y'all hearing me? Most of the problems that trip us up, most of the problems that are weakening us along the way are footmen problems. We, 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 already, we already wore out and trying to find somewhere to rest before the war ever starts. Are y'all hearing me? God says to him, now, if you are, if, if footmen have worn you out, how in the world are you going to deal with the horses that are coming? He says to him, if you're having problems, if you can't handle, if you can't stand in a land of peace, what are you going to do when, when you have to face a chilly Jordan? What, what's going to happen when you find yourself at the Jordan where the land is rough, if you can't make it right where you are. You hear what he's saying to Jeremiah? He said, Jeremiah, you need to shake it off. You need to shake it off and stay focused. God is having to take Jeremiah back. He, he's having to take Jeremiah back to his original mission. He said, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you've gotten caught up. You've gotten caught up in observing the mighty and the mean. And in observing the mighty and the mean, you have lost sight of your mission. Y'all ain't hearing me. So, yeah, Jeremiah, you, you, you have gotten so taken away with the jubilance of the junkies that you lost sight of your journey. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. Jeremiah, you got to stay focused. You got to shake it off. Stay focused. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, all of us who are saved, all of us who have given our lives to Jesus Christ, saved, sanctified, filled with his precious Holy Spirit, it would do us well to remember that we are all on a mission. It, it would do us well with our saved selves to know that when God saved you, he saved you and he gave you a purpose. 
He gave you a purpose uh, that's going to be an asset to his kingdom. He's called you and I to remember that God has called each one of us to a lifetime of purpose. You are not just living in this world. You have a purpose in God's plan. And that purpose, my brothers and my sisters, that purpose uh, that it has for our lives doesn't have anything to do with what folk are doing around us. Are y'all hearing me? What God has for you doesn't have anything to do with how much money your neighbor got. Are y'all hearing me? What God has set you aside to do doesn't have anything to do uh, with how many evil folk are getting by with their evil doing. Are y'all hearing me? He's saying to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you, you got to shake it off and say, folks, Jeremiah, come here. It's time for you to have a realignment. You're getting off track here. You, you ever drive a car that needs realigning? You're trying to drive one way and it's trying to go another way. You take it to the shop and get a realignment. Get it put back on track. He, he's trying to get Jeremiah back in line. So Jeremiah, I, I, need to, I, I need you to come back in. I need now to realign you. He says, I, I, I want you to shake off what you think about wicked folk and refocus on what it is that I have called you to do. Jeremiah, if you remember, when I called you, I told you that I was setting you over nations. I called you and I told you uh, that I was setting you over kingdoms. And my plan for you was, uh, is uh, to root out and to pull down. I sent you forth, uh, yes, to destroy and throw down. I sent you forth, uh, yes, Jeremiah, that you might build and plant. Jeremiah, the whole reason why I called you as a child was uh, because I wanted to use you on the battlefield. But now, Jeremiah, somehow you've gotten distracted by the wickedness of other folk. Somehow, Jeremiah, you've forgotten about what I called you to do, and now you're worried about wicked folk who are in the battle. But what you don't understand, Jeremiah, is uh, that it's going to get worse before it gets better. What you don't understand, Jeremiah, is uh, while you're complaining about the people around you, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. You've got to realize that before things get any better at all, uh, they're going to get even worse. And Jeremiah, if you're flailing and complaining uh, in the scrimmage game, I wonder what you're going to do when the real game starts. Are y'all hearing me? Jeremiah, if you're having trouble with the footman, uh, I wonder what you're going to do uh, when the horses show up. Are y'all hearing me? If you can't make it in uh, this safe place where you are right now, what are you going to do uh, when spiritual wickedness breaks out? All around Jeremiah, you need to shake it off. And you need to refocus. You need to get your eyes off of what the wicked folk are doing and refocus on what I have called you to do. Are y'all hearing me? I wonder if I'm helping anybody. Yeah, you need to get refocused here this morning. 
Too many of us spend too much of our time worrying about what somebody else is doing. Spend too much of our time worrying about how God is blessing somebody else. But what you've got to realize, if you just do what God has called you to do, if you'll just do what God has laid it on your heart to do. I wonder if I got a witness here, yeah, that God will, uh, God will bless you, yeah. He'll bless you right where you are. He's saying, Jeremiah, I need you to stay focused, yes, because you don't understand my way. You've got to stay focused, yeah. My ways are not your ways. You've got to stay focused. My thoughts are not your thoughts. You've got to stay focused, yeah. Jeremiah, your sight is limited. You can't see but so far, yeah. Jeremiah, you can see to the corner, yeah, but I can see around the corner, yeah. Jeremiah, yes, you can see to the wall, uh, but I can see beyond the wall, yeah. Jeremiah, you got to trust me, yeah, and know that where, from where I sit, yeah, y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. And that's what we got to understand. We got to understand God sits high, yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. I know we say it all the time, but we really don't see what we mean. God sits high, yeah. And the thing you got to understand is that when you sit high, yeah, you can see farther, yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, I say God sits high. I, 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 I'm through. But I, I, I used to be, used to be in police work. I was a policeman at one time. I was good at it. I was good at it. I was good at it. Call went out one day that somebody was breaking windows out of cars and that they were stealing stuff out of cars. And the call went out, and within 15, 20 minutes, we had somebody in custody. Already had them, fingerprinting them. I went down to the print shop, went out to help fingerprint them, went out to make the arrest. And uh, we were doing all the work there, and the young man who had, done the crime. He said, somebody got to tell me something. Somebody got to tell me something. He said, now, I checked. There wasn't nobody in that parking lot but me. <laughs> he said, and I, I ran down Hull Street, and nobody's ever on Hull Street. No, I didn't see nobody down there. He said, but y'all came straight to where I was. Somebody got to tell me something. I started not to tell him, but I didn't want him to go to jail like that. I, so I said, I said, well, let me just explain it to you. I said, you know where Russell Hall is? He said, yeah, that's that big tall, yes, the tallest building on campus. I said, and that's where I was. I was on top of Russell Hall. <laughs> so from up there, I could see every move. Y'all Every move, matter of fact, you were still breaking windows when I saw you. I saw you when you took off running. I, I saw you when you ran down Hull Street, but not only did I see that, I was up high enough that I could see where all of our cars were. So I just got on the radio and say, look, just go over there and wait right there. He's headed that way. Are y'all hearing me? What you don't understand is that I was up high. Y'all ain't hearing me. I was up high, and I was looking down. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, if I can see that good from the top of Russell Hall, I've got a God 
who sits higher than Russell Hall. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, I got a God who sits higher than Russell Hall. And whatever it is, uh, yeah, that's going on, uh, God already knows. Are y'all hearing me? Every move that's made, God already knows. No matter what the wicked are doing, God already knows. He sits high and he looks down low. Yes. I'm through, I'm through, I'm through, but I got one more thing I need to tell you. I need, I need to tell you, I need to tell you the reason why I can hang in here, even in spite of the fact that it looks like the wicked are winning. The reason I can hang in is because I know what the end going to be. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, I, I already know, I, I already know what the end going to be. I, 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 I cheated a little bit. You know, when you're reading the book and you don't want to read the whole book, just flip over to the end. Y'all ain't hearing me. Just, just flip over to the end. I, I know how this thing's going to end up. I, I know that the dead in Christ. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, see, I know where yeah, I know where this thing was won. It was won one Friday. Out on an old rugged cross, he died. Died on an old rugged cross. Laid him in a borrowed tomb, but early Sunday morning, he got up yeah, with all power in uh, his hand. Yeah. He got up and stayed around for a little while. Yeah. But I know how this thing is going to end. The Bible says he stepped on a cloud, yeah, and the cloud uh, received him out of their sight. Yeah. I know how this thing is going to end. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. The reason why I shout, yeah, the reason I don't worry about the wicked uh, is because I know that one of these old days, uh, when the trumpet sounds, uh, the Lord will descend. Uh, one of these old days, uh, he's coming back uh, together his own, uh, and I'll be caught up. Uh, I'll be caught up uh, to meet him uh, in the air. Yes. got time. Ain't got time to worry about the wicked folk. I know how this thing is going to end. I cheated. I looked at the end of the book. I know. I know how this thing is going to wind up. I know how it's going to end. And when you know, when you know what you know, what you know. I, I, I sat one day watching a football game with my son. I'm not really a football game fan, but he, I, I, I do love my son. So I didn't really know a whole lot about what was going on, but he, he was telling me. So the team that we were for, they would get the ball, and they would run, and I would jump up, and I would yell. My son really sort of subdued. And then they, they would get the touchdown, and I'd jump up, and I would holler, and I said, Jason, I said, that's our, ain't that our team? He said, that's our team. I said, well, you, you, you. He said, well, but, but Dad, he said, Dad, what you don't understand? He said, Dad. The game was yesterday. <laughs> he said, I, I watched the game yesterday. I know how this thing's going to win. I, I know who's going to win. You're you watching a rerun. And, and, and you don't, are you hearing me? When you know how this thing's going to turn out. <laughs> Shake it off. 
refocus. You're about to get off track. Worrying about folk. Worrying about how good they got it. Worrying about how you have no idea. The blessings that God has in store for you. Have no idea. Have no idea what the end looks like. But I'm speaking for one who sees the end from the beginning. One who knows and one who's made promises to us. And he says, if thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's what he says. And if you're here today, if you're here today unsaved, you're here today unsaved, you can turn that around today. You can come today and give your life to him. If you're already saved, already saved.